0: just began to um, just overcome my life and give me revelation knowledge and understanding I had to fight through my fear anxiety and depression because it did come back a few days later I began to start start feeling that I might be slipping into that but um, I just got right in scriptures and I memorized every scripture on fear anxiety depression I read it over and over again and eventually my soul began to transform
1: This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Today we have the privilege of having Dr. Candace Smithyman with us. She's an apostolic and prophetic minister. She's also a founder and executive pastor of Freedom Destiny Church, and that's up in the Jacksonville area of Florida, Orange Park. She is founder of Dream Mentors International, and that's a biblical and transformational life coaching school. She hosts Glory Road TV show on Faith Networks, and you can also find that on the, on the Internet. And uh, you may have seen her writing, actually, on Charisma online, as well as other places like Elijah List and Spirit Fuel. Now she has a new book coming out. It's called Releasing Heaven. Creating a Supernatural Environment Through Heavenly Encounters. That's coming out from Destiny Image in February. And uh, I believe you have a co-author on that, do you not, Dr. Candice?
0: No, not on that one. I did have a co-author on my first one, which is my husband, Adam Smith, and we co-authored Soul Transformation, Your Personal Journey.
1: I see. Okay. Well, I know you two have uh, quite a teamwork in ministry. I also want to mention that you have a a doctorate of ministry in Christian counseling from Jacksonville Theological Seminary. And uh, before that, you got your master's at uh, Liberty. Isn't that right? Liberty University, That's correct. And actually, yeah. you have you have several degrees. Oh my goodness! Uh, an MA in Human Relations, Christian Counseling, a Master's in Theology, and a Bachelor of Business Administration. So you've been very very busy uh, with uh, studies. So we we hope to bring that some of that to bear here today on Charisma Connections. So we welcome you, and we're glad you could join us today.
0: Thank you so much, Chris, for having me and. I'm really excited about having the opportunity to just share with people um, about how to just get to those places in Jesus and and really begin to watch him uh, just move the heavens in and around their environments.
1: Ah, That's wonderful. Well, let's um, step back a little bit because people may not know you yet. And uh, could you share some of your salvation testimony with us? Did you grow up in the church? How'd you come to know Jesus?
0: Yes, I actually did grow up in the church. Um, I grew up in Episcopal Church. I was actually an accolade um, as a young uh, girl, and I would serve communion um, with our uh, the leaders in the church. And I, I loved the Lord. Um, I received Him when I was a very young child. And um, my mom did um, position me right in that area by raising me up in the admonition of the Lord. When I became um, a teenager, though, I walked away from my relationship with God. And, and the main reason for that was because um, at nine years old, my father passed away. Mm. And I um, I had such intense pain from that and absolutely no understanding. I had a lot of bad um, theology that was kind of given to me, whereas mm. your dad was a really good man. And so that's why Jesus needed him, you know. And I just, I could not wrap my head around that. And so well, I felt very... Oh, that's good you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, you're <I> could not. yeah you not and so I felt very isolated and, um, and you know, I became kind of a rebellious teen. I walked away um, from my relationship uh, with the Lord. I mean, I always knew he was there, um, but it was not that I wanted to, I didn't want to go to church anymore. And um, I, I was actually really very alone and I began to manifest a lot of depression, anxiety, and fear in my life. Um, I was very performance oriented and, um, you know, always wanted to make sure I was top of the class, you know, top cheerleader, all of these kinds of things. And, and, and I got lost in the world of performance and I thought the more that I performed um, the more um, acceptance I would receive and the better I would feel about myself. So I became very entrapped um, in that world as I was growing up. I met my husband, got married um, and uh, he was a, uh, in the Navy. And I met him when he was an infant, actually. And we moved out to Hawaii and, uh, and we were only together for a bit. It was about not even a year. And I had a supernatural encounter with God. Um, mm-hmm. my husband had to go on deployment and he was gone for um, six months and about three months into his trip. And I was nowhere near family or anything. I was, uh, 6,000 miles away from home. And I, um, I just began to start breaking down emotionally and I, you know, I went to the doctors and I was like, you know, I do not know what's wrong with me. I had so much fear and so much anxiety and depression. And they really, they really couldn't answer my situation either, but God began to surround me, um, with a bunch of Christians and they started to say, you know, Hey, come with us to our Bible study. You know, um, you know, we, we want to introduce you to Jesus. And I was like, you know what? I know Jesus, you know, but he doesn't care about what I'm going through right now. Hmm. And they said, you know what? You do not know him. And that just struck me. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, maybe I don't. So I got a call from my husband and he said, "Um, one of the guys in my squadron has passed away and they're shipping his body home. And I need you to go to the funeral so that you um, can support his wife And I was like, I'm not going to a funeral. I haven't been to a funeral since my father passed away when I was nine years old. And he says you have to go and support me and, um, you know, be a representative of our family and go to this thing. And so it was the night before the funeral. I was broken down with this fear, anxiety, depression, grief, just overwhelming sadness. And um, I said right before I went to bed, Lord, if you're there and you can hear me, I can't get myself out of this one. I fell asleep with the light on and I woke up the next morning looking for my pain. You know, when you have lots of grief and depression, you're expecting to see it and feel it again. Mm-hmm. And I woke up and I had unbelievable joy. And I was like, I started, oh, wow. pet- I started patting myself. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm happy. Like, I feel like me. Like what, 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 what has happened to me? So I went to the funeral and I had this huge smile on my face. People were like, Oh my gosh, what happened to you? Like, you don't even look the same. And I said, I don't know. The last prayer I prayed before I went to bed was, Lord, if you're there and you can hear me, I can't get myself out of this one. And I, I wasn't even referring to going to the funeral. I was just referring to my life. I cannot get myself out of this mess that I'm in. And they said, hey, well, it looks like God touched you. Why don't you come to our Bible study tonight? And I said, OK, I'll be there. So I went to the Bible study. And um, I had been to a Bible study since I you know, was young, very young, and um, the pastor said, you know, we were going through the scriptures and you know, um, he said, does anybody understand what this passage means? Well, nobody was speaking up and I'm looking at this passage and I just feel like I have the answer. And I said, well, I know what it means. And everybody was like, you can't possibly know what that means, you know. And um, so I said, you know, this is what I believe God is saying. And the pastor was like, that's absolutely right. That's exactly what he's saying. And everyone was like, how did you know that? And I was like, I don't know. So it was from that point forward that, that, um, the Holy Spirit just began to, um, just overcome my life and give me revelation, knowledge, and understanding. I had to fight through my fear, anxiety, and depression because it did come back a few days later. I began to start, start feeling that I might be slipping into that, but, um, I just got right in the scriptures and I memorized every scripture on fear, anxiety, depression. I read it over and over again. And eventually, my soul began to transform. And those forces began to flee, and I began to have peace and joy in my life just because um, I was working the word of God. So I did have a supernatural encounter, but I also worked the Word of God as well. And so that's kind of a long testimony, but I share that because it's in my book too, and I, I believe it really helps people kind of understand that no matter where you come from, uh, God knows who you are. He is there. He watches over us, and He knows every uh, recess of our life, and, and He will meet you um, in your place of pain, just like He met me.
1: Oh, that's quite an amazing story, and and you've learned through your own story that God still does miracles today.
0: Yes, yes, he does do miracles today. And um, my ministry is, is, he has surrounded my ministry with healing, miracles, deliverance. Um, I travel internationally, um, go around here in the States too, and I've seen uh, so many miracles and, and healings and deliverances, amazing things happen um, as a result of God's amazing presence and the angelic the angelic hosts coming and participating with them for for healing and transformation. So I truly believe in supernatural encounters.
1: Well, I know you and your husband, Adam, now work together as as, uh, pastors of Freedom Destiny Church. Um, Was he saved back when he was in the Navy?
0: (laughs) That's a really good question. No, (laughs) he was not. He was not. As a matter of fact, about three months into his deployment, so I'd had my with God. And I was about six weeks after that, that I went and I met him in Japan and he picked me up at the, at the airport in, in Tokyo. And he took one look at me and he says, my God, what's happening you look totally different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I said, you know, I met, you know, I said, I met Jesus, you know, and I said, I'm, I'm not the same person that you married. And he's like, well, you know, I'm not just sure I'm all into this Jesus thing, but <laughs> you know, um, whatever it takes to make you happy. Cause I want you to be happy. Hmm. And so, um, and he grew up Methodist, but he, again, was not in a, in a deep and abiding relationship with the Lord at all. You know, I mean, he, he knew and believed in Jesus, but he was not operating in that place. And so the Lord spoke to me and he said, he said, to win your husband to the Lord, do what he's telling you to do, obey him, and I will bring him. And so sure enough, I did. I didn't beat the Bible over his head. I prayed for him night and day. Um, I anointed his pillows with oil. I spoke hmm. life into him on a continual basis. And slowly but surely, the Holy Spirit began to speak to him and draw him into a personal relationship with the Lord. And he has an amazing testimony of how um, he encountered God also. And then the Lord called us both into um Uh, public ministry or into pastoring. God began to call me into public ministry first, into radio and television ministry. And uh, I was doing conference speaking and Bible teaching. And he uh, began to teach with me from a Bible perspective. But then God actually spoke to him and really called him to pastor. And, um, And I did not want to go in that direction. And he asked me to pastor with him And he asked me for three years and I said, no, you know, I can't, I don't (laughs) want to do it. And I had my, I had my own multiple reasons for that. And I share a lot of that in my, in my new book. Um, You know, one of those is being a woman and being a pastor. I had, I had, you know, was wondering how people were going to feel about that. You know, there was a lot of things that um, I could not wrap my head around, but God uh, had a plan and I actually had an encounter with him um, where he took me to heaven and he actually spoke to me um, when I returned he said to me three times, will you feed my sheep? And I knew at that point that I was to pastor with my husband. And, you know, I share that that supernatural encounter in my book also. But um, so I say say, it wasn't really fair. Um, God took me to heaven. And then when I came back, he asked me to pastor. So I had to say, yes, yes, Lord, I'm going to feed your sheep. So I agreed to pastor with my husband. We've been pastoring now for 15 years and we planted two churches. Oh,
1: Very cool. So your book is called Releasing Heaven. I'm not sure I ever thought of heaven as something that needed to be released. Could you talk about why you titled it that way?
0: Well, wow, that's an awesome question, Chris. Um, yes, it's really about how to release um all of the spiritual blessings that God has given us from heavenly places into our current environments. Mm -hmm. So we know that um, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, the word says that he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. So if he has indeed blessed us with that, then what is it that he wants to give us, impart to us? What has he already done for us through our death, burial, and resurrection in him that empowers us to be able to take those spiritual blessings and deposit them here in the earth as, as his agents to do that. Um, he speaks all the time about how he has raised us up and seated us with Christ in heavenly places. You know, that's also in Ephesians. Um, chapter one, verse 20. And then Ephesians chapter two, verse six, he raised us up together and made us sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And so we have been given this great inheritance and the Lord has not uh, held this inheritance just for our death, our physical death. That inheritance is for today. And for now, we just have to understand in our minds where he has positioned us Uh, seated on the lap of Jesus Christ and given all of the inheritance in the here and now, and then how to operate in that realm. And when we learn to operate in that realm, we'll begin to see our earthly environments change. And so releasing heaven is about how to release these spiritual blessings into the earthly realm. Um, Because uh, many people look at that and they say, well, that's for when when we die. That's going to be our inheritance when we die. No. um, Death, burial, and resurrection is for now. You live in the here and now he has given that to us now we just have we just have to learn how to access that and bring it into a workable place in our earthly environments
1: so you believe the miraculous is something that is for the everyday christian that it's part of the normal christian life
0: that's exactly right i do and I, and i believe that because we died with him the apostle paul tells us in romans 5 6 7 and 8 we died with him we are buried in him and we are resurrected with him we have a brand new spirit. All that's in, in transformation is our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions. And if we can position our mind to believe that we have the fullness of the inheritance now because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ and because of our union with him in the here and now, then we can release what he released on the earth when he came and he walked. And, and even more so because we are resurrected with him. So this is learning to take your proper seat and your proper place and how to operate in the world from that position.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, some of our listeners might not know also about the concept of an open heaven. Where is that found in Scripture so we can kind of dig into it?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. Now, there's multiple... Um, Areas in Scripture about how um, the Spirit of the Lord came in, and you know the priests were ministering under the glory of the Lord, and and you know God speaks to us quite often about um, carrying His glory, you know, and 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 we're going from glory to glory to glory. But one of the scriptures I like the most is Revelation chapter four, verse one, and um, this is the Apostle Paul, and he's speaking in Revelation, and he says that he looked up and he saw that there was a door in heaven, and there was a voice. and it was a, as like a trumpet, and it was talking with them, and it said, "Come up here. Let me show you the things that will be hereafter." And so, um, there are. Um uh, open heaven um, experiences that we can have on a daily basis when we properly understand our position in christ the apostle paul and you know john the apostle john um, peter all of them wanted us to to understand that we have his divine nature that we carry who he is with us all the time so we carry a piece of heaven with us every day we have um, the ability to be able to create heavenly encounters or open heaven experiences Experiences because if we've taken our proper seat in Him, then we begin to speak and respond as a result of where we believe ourselves to be. And then by faith, God meets it. So, open heaven can take place at any time, anywhere. That really just means that you are a walking uh, heavenly portal, you're a walking access to heaven. You are um, one who has been given all the spiritual blessings of heaven. Now, use that in the here and now. So that's what open heaven is all about. And whenever you study the scriptures, when you study them from right understanding of your position in Christ, you're basically saying the heavens are open for me as I as as God and I together do the work of the kingdom here on earth.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's wonderful that it's available to all of us as believers. Now, as we mentioned, you have a doctorate in counseling, and uh, your work involves uh, counseling and soul transformation. You do uh, counseling, you do coaching. How does all of that tie in with the supernatural? How does it work together?
0: well um the counseling and coaching ministry is a healing and deliverance ministry so um, really what that means is it just means that people come to this place of having revelation knowledge and wisdom you know the Apostle Paul speaks to the church and he says you know may you have a heart that is enlightened may, may you come to know the wisdom revelation and knowledge of him and so when people come into counseling and coaching situations with me um, we pray for that revelation knowledge to Come and for God to speak to their minds and their hearts so that um, things that they're bound that have bound them will break free and they'll begin to see things the way God sees them. When we can see how God sees, we can do anything. And this is primarily what, you know, I'm saying about our position in Christ. When you ask God to give you spiritual revelation and understanding of your proper position with Christ, then bondages break off because the demonic is underneath our feet. And so so we, we do not have to be concerned about the demonic. We don't have to be concerned about strongholds. There's so many things we do not have to be concerned about when we take our proper seat. All of that. Uh, comes beneath us and so it's learning to operate that way so in coaching and counseling people not only do we pray for them to receive healing and deliverance and miracles in certain areas that they need it but we pray for them to have revelation wisdom and knowledge from heaven understanding who god is because when they begin to live like that their lifestyles will change and then they'll begin to experience heaven on earth
1: Mm, that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, as we move into 2020, can you, can you believe it's going to be 2020? <laughs> it's like sci-fi here or something, but um, how, how is God speaking to you for the coming year?
0: Yes. You know, um, you know, many of the prophets, um, you know, as well as myself, you know, have, have received revelation about, you know, 2020 as in a time of great vision and god began to speak to me about clarity and how he wants to bring clarity to people's minds their wills their emotions um to bring pe- that word clarity actually means a clearness um a perception and understanding a freedom from ambiguity um understanding um who we are and then being able to speak it um the year the hebrew year 5780 we just entered into that um this the year 5780 is considered to be the year of the mouth. It's the year where you are to speak what you're seeing. And so as we come into the Gregorian calendar year of 2020, we need to position ourselves with great clarity. And God will do this. I believe he's going to pull the blinders. He's going to take the cataracts off of people's eyes. He's going to give them LASIK surgery so they can begin to see and see speak with great clarity what he's saying to them, and then that is going to open up the doors um, of bringing heaven to earth, opening up the doors in people's lives where that light can shine in there and they can be released from the things that are holding them in bondage, but also so they can release others, so they can um, be positioned to be ones that help other people see that release. And so I really believe it's going to be a year where um, we begin to walk in this clarity of mind clarity of purpose, um, clarity of hope, and we begin to actually live as a church, and I mean the church of Jesus Christ overall in the universe, his entire church, living with the clarity of who he is Who, you know, who heaven is, you know, what is heaven? Who is heaven? How can we bring heaven into these earthly places? And how can we, um, how can we be the change agents that God is calling us to to be through seeing it and speaking it all at Mm -hmm. one time?
1: We all need clarity and hope. So as we move into the next year, one of the exciting things that's happening for you is that you are joining the Charisma Podcast Network. And you have a show called Manifest His Presence that's coming on January 2nd. So we want to point that out so people can go to cpnshows.com and uh, find more of your great teaching. So thanks very much, uh, Dr. Candace, for being with us here today. I just want to give you just a few more minutes, and if you would just pray for our listeners, that'd be wonderful.
0: Yes, I'd love to do that. Father, we just praise you and we thank you, Lord, for those that are listening online today, Father. And I just ask, Lord, that you would give them spiritual discernment, that you would help them see and experience the supernatural as we're coming closer. And, Father, I just want to thank you so much, Lord, that you are the great giver of life and that you have deposited your spirit in each of us who believe in you, Father. And we just ask, Lord, for great healing, for great um, resurrection power to come upon each and every person, Father, that is um, listening to this call, Father, and that you would open up the eyes of their heart, give them that clarity, give them that understanding so that they might seek you with their whole heart. We praise you and we thank you for healing, coming to those that need healing, Father, revelation, wisdom, and knowledge, just as the Apostle Paul asked, open up our hearts that we may receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank you, Dr. Candace. We want to point people to your website, which is com. I'm going to spell that, C-A-N-D-I-C-E, Smith-Y- M-A-N dot com dot com And so we thank you very much Dr. Candace, for being with us today For bringing uh, all That you have learned through the years Through your own personal walk with the Lord As well as through your ministry Through your education I, I love how you bring uh, spirit And scripture together So it's been a blessing for us to have you today
0: Thank you so much
1: And listeners, God bless you as you continue your day. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit on Charisma Connection.
0: This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.